0: Thank you.
1: sisters to another episode of on the wake up radios uh, the appeal i am oz bryan and my co-host
0: rob sometimes they call me yes
1: Man, <laughs> we, we missed you last week
0: brother i was here i could hear you but we had some technical difficulties <laughs> yeah, I mean,
1: it is lively stream
0: yard does not like me
1: <laughs> it is live it is live and full effect so um <laughs> You know, as always, uh, we function in the spirit of St. Kofa on The Appeal, always looking backwards in order to move forward, where we celebrate uh, our history to understand uh, where we are and where we must go as we move into the future. Man, uh, as always, it it seems to be uh, a never-ending news cycle. Uh, First of all, I want a um, moment of silence for the folks who lost their lives, and uh, the storm that hit New York City last night. Um, and outside of Queens, uh, fortunately, luckily, you know, it, it <laughs> you couldn't tell something happened, but the other parts of the city, other parts of Queens, uh, the loss of life, I mean, flooding was for real. I heard uh a car stranded on the highway, 13 people have died. People should really
0: look into where they lie. I mean, it was big news during Sandy, but we people should take a second look at where they're at when it comes to the flooding levels and going forward, you know, whether you want to attribute it to climate change or whatever, or the normal cycles, it doesn't matter. We're going to have higher levels of flooding going forward.
1: So, it was, it was yeah. a, lot of, a lot of basement apartments. Um, some of them may not even have been legal, but you know, um, you know, uh, housing in the city kind of leads to that. You know, you, you take what you get and sometimes you might expose yourself to certain dangers that you you could not foresee um but yeah 13 lives so far um people drowned literally drowned like that. and it wasn't like a you would think you know it's raining you know you would be able to get out but it was like flash flood like the 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 10 feet of water in like a, a second i mean like 10 minutes 10 feet of water in 10 minutes i mean it's rushing in and so um yeah But uh um there's so many things going on. Um I wonder if city infrastructure is really prepared for that though. Are we really built for that
0: to deal with that? I don't know if New York was even designed with that kind of jail
1: crazy wind in mind, was it? Well um Flooding has always been an issue in certain parts of Queens. We have a high water table. Uh, that's why you see these things. It's like, uh, so from where we are, like if you drop up and down to 23rd Street uh, in uh, Queens, and in Southeast Queens, Campbell's Queens Village, you'll see like these gardens that they put over drainage, um, sewer drainage. And that's supposed to, uh, flowers or plants take up more water than, um, our uh, grass does and so those are storm drains those are storm gardens they call them supposed to alleviate the water the high water table but uh 223rd the ones that you know i never known 23rd to really have a whole lot of flooding issues uh specifically
0: 23rd in general but we do have uh sewer issues and stuff i mean in queens and, and
1: you
0: know st Albans area We've had those kinds of flooding issues for a while. People had yeah. sewer problems for a while, so and like I said, that was before. I don't know if like we're designed to deal with changing conditions, like what we know to
1: expect going forward. I mean, they've been, they've been talking about the sewer issues, you know, the, the water table issues, for the past thirty years, right? I mean, and it's and, and... always
0: been a ton of a concern for New York. That's why Wall Street, you know, has a wall. It was a seawall,
1: but <laughs> yeah. it's below
0: sea level. Yeah, so, but that was then. We know things are going to get worse. So we got to, you know, they couldn't even get the money right to get the people not to get kicked out of their homes going forward within the next couple of months here. They couldn't get the money distributed to do anything. Do we honestly believe they're planning that far ahead?
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's something yeah. got to think about. Yeah. You know, and uh, <laughs> and this is why you know uh, we I, I harp on issues of race so much because there is regular difficulties of life that Mother Nature just throws at you, right? Uh, hurricanes, earthquakes, you know, and, and having to compound that with other societal ills uh, does seem. <laughs> uh, um, it's the uh, double
0: punch. If you have less re- funds and less resources to deal with those sudden sucker punches from like, that the universe just has in store for us all.
1: Exactly, exactly, exactly. That's why, you know, we, we want to eradicate the issues that we do have, you know, <laughs> I would hope. But, um, you know, as always, uh, as always, uh, we function in, in the spirit of saying, hopefully we always look back in order to move forward. So to this week, you know, like any other week, there's always a ton of things that happen. So um, uh, this week's show, we'll, we'll be looking at um, to celebrate on the wake Up radio, right? Uh, independence at its uh, purest. Mm-hmm. The idea that black independence is not something that, this is not a new struggle. We've tried to do this or been doing this uh, over time. And, you know, we're just a continuation. And that's all you should see yourself. We're just a continuation of the legacy. We, we, we hold the baton right now when we grab the baton from somebody else, but we're going to cast the baton onto somebody else as well. So, uh, like, uh, this, uh, within this, this week back in, uh, 1831, uh, was, uh, the first black magazine or journal, uh, called the, the mirror of Liberty. Um, uh in new york city All right. now now it was a uh, anti 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 abolitionist an abolitionist in in uh in scope uh it didn't last a long time <laughs> uh, but that's not the point the point is you know the idea of understanding that uh, if you're going to control the narrative you can't beg somebody else to control the narrative. You're going to have to control the narrative yourself. And it was uh, founded by David Ruggles, um, uh, a free black born in Connecticut um, back in the 1910, And, uh, you know, a journalist and do, uh, doing what journalists should do, right? What his talents, if that's what you're going to do, you should put your talents to the service of the people. And he founded uh, the Mayor of Liberties, right? Um, uh yeah in 1838 although it didn't last but two years uh and of course it uh, it didn't suggest problems but the idea of having uh, a free media source uh additionally uh the the lincoln motion picture company uh so this is back in 1916 uh about roughly 80 years later um the first black, uh, uh, motion picture film, right? Um, the, I uh, did, and actually the, what they called the race films at the time, race movies, race films, because they dealt with the issues of race, right? Where they dealt with black life. not actually, not even race even, just uh, you know, it had black characters. Uh, it uh, uh, depicted black life, black characters at the center. Um, it itself only lasted about five years. Uh, uh, founded by uh, Noble Johnson and, and George Perry Johnson, uh, yeah, and, and they, they ended up uh, eventually you know, like all things Hollywood, especially at that time, right? So, moving out to Hollywood. I mean, so, you know, they, and this came about because you know the uh, white only theaters. Yeah, again, segregation. Yeah, <laughs> segregation created these things uh and, and this is all going to tie together folks <laughs> uh, the mutual black network now the mutual black network had been partially black owned uh for for many years for so about nine years uh for, for quite a time but then um you know the, the guess that maybe need of needing or lack of funds they had some investments but in 1979 uh it was fully acquired by black investors, uh, so at that time, it, at that point in time, it became uh, a wholly owned black radio station, uh, starting out of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. But again, <laughs> the, the black radio—we so we've always paid homage to um, institutions like BLS uh, uh, under the, the leadership of uh, Southeast Queens' son, um, uh, Percy Sun. Um, and that leads to an idea here So we've known That uh, Carver Savings Bank was no longer black owned right? Had black leadership um, But uh, <laughs> Not to, to, to keep on Obama But you know when Obama was Handing out TARP money back in 08 No black banks got any of that TARP money And the banks that did get tarp money they were able to use that money and buy out uh <laughs> under the guise of saving uh the black bank so uh your jp morgan and your goldman Sachs became the dominant uh owners uh, the controlling owners of carver
0: well so i think that was easy. a long-term plan Anywhere else you wouldn't have had the little fish out there like if you look back during that pre-crash period the banks that were handing out all the crazy ninja loans and stuff were brand new banks a lot of them. They were the ones like the Washington Mutuals and stuff that were just like hey anybody can get an account we're going to loan to anybody to get one of these crazy ass houses you can't afford anyway. So once you were pre-approved and you got your house the trap was set. And then later on these other huge banks could go in cry poor to the Congress get this free money and reacquire those the, the bait, the, the casual hangout that they put out there anyway yeah. and swallow them back up and whatever losses that they, that those smaller banks had incurred were just wiped out anyway. That's the cost of doing business. And now they've made a deal so that they'll never even have to worry about that again. They can bet freely <laughs> and it, it doesn't matter. They can, they can kill the golden goose and we have to buy them another one again because they've that was the deal Obama made with them.
1: And, you know, and, and, and brothers and sisters, it's just poor economics. Uh, companies should be allowed to fail. Because What's they be the risk? That is the whole gimmick of
0: Wall Street. The reason that they're paid, the reason that you get those crazy commissions is because of the risk. If there's no risk, then why are you getting these ridiculous rewards?
1: <laughs> so now they got to keep the money and avoid the risk. I mean, that is... That's an assignment. That's a deal, man. <laughs> that is a deal. Um... Yes, yeah, but so so for the past couple years, the only real black owned bank in New York City. mind you, all the blacks that live in New York City, New York City five boroughs, was city National. Uh, and I believe they had one branch in Harlem, one branch on Atlantic Avenue in Brooklyn, and that was it. And there's two city nationals. There's a city national city national of Newark specifically was a black owned bank. Um, but uh, thanks to uh, Brother Rob, your predecessor. Uh, the uh, previous co-host, uh, Jonathan Logan, um, who works with uh, Bank Black, uh, he, he tweeted something about she opened up a bank account with an industrial bank. I was like, industrial bank. Um, and so, you know, I, I wanted to go, you know, he, <laughs> once you start oh. talking about banking, you, 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 you make my, ba- you make my, my palm itch or something. Oh. So, uh, yeah, so come to find out that industrial bank is a D.C.-based bank right and they have acquired city national but industrial bank was a black owned bank so it's a black owned bank acquiring another black owned bank and you know that's kind of the the trend you know that's that's healthy you know, if you're going to be acquired you know let, let's keep it in the family <laughs> Like let's, let's not dilute it let's not uh, give out give away the house and the horse and the kitchen sink so uh right now uh as i said Uh, City National did pull down their Atlantic Avenue branch in Brooklyn however there's still a Harlem branch and that is now an industrial bank branch and hopefully um, you know if you're looking for someone to bank with check them out hopefully you know they're able to thrive Uh, you best believe yes truly we'll be trying to get them out to Southeast Queens Uh, probably uh, the
0: big question the big seller the real anchor for any bank in today's world do you have an app and do you have ATM access? I don't expect a small bank to have their own ATM. That's insane. But you got to have access to a network or else people won't have access to their cash.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah.
0: And that's how they keep a lot of these. That's how they keep the competition cut out. You could have a, a good bank. But if there's no ATMs in your area, you're isolated.
1: Yeah, unless you wanna, you're willing to pay them fees.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah that's, the, that's the best three to five dollars for access to your own money. g Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: I never do that. You know,
0: um, like a highway bandit. (laughs) They really are.
1: Yeah, man, they didn't become a a banking powerhouse by accident. No, no. (laughs) Straight up. Yeah. So, uh, that, yeah. So shout out to industrial (laughs) bank. Welcome to New York and, uh, let's uh, see if they can thrive.
0: And it um, means a lot Where you do your banking To people It really yeah, does
1: Yeah Yeah it does It does It does um, And also um, This is the, This week also marks On the anniversary Of uh, George Washington Carver uh, Being awarded The The Spingarn The Spingarn Medal uh, By the NAACP And uh, you know Just because I've always been a fan Of George Washington Carver As Like as a model for life like uh, George Washington Carver is, is who he's I want to be.
0: Genius. Well. he's only gets credit for like peanut butter.
1: <laughs> I mean, it, so, in so many ways. I mean, the, the true like uh, like uh, he had to be a revolutionary in the way he thought, the way he thinks, the way he carried himself. Dedicated. He was. He was. He, he made sacrifices, not contributions, and um, mm-hmm. and. uh. Yeah, we always want to recognize George Washington Carver. The, the central thing today uh, that ties everything together is the concept of critical race theory and uh, this uh, moral uh, panic uh, that's uh, occurring with uh, education around the country. Now, I'm not going to lie. Uh, <laughs> I was listening to uh, Code Switch podcast uh, earlier this week. And this topic came up And I thought this is this is interesting This is right off my alley Um Uh So Critical race theory Is being bantered around like some Horrible concept It's really foundational Because Actually pioneered by Derrick Bell First of all uh, If you don't know who Derrick Bell is uh, Derrick Bell is uh, a former Harvard Law Uh Professor, um, who criticized, as I do, <laughs> who criticized—they don't stand by name—but he criticized Thurgood Marshall for the argument made in Brown versus Board of Education. Uh, the argument that Thurgood Marshall makes in Brown versus Board of Education is that black children suffer psychologically. mentally because they don't get to go to school with white kids
0: yeah we're damaged by the and um inferior you know education system
1: (laughs) no 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 no. all you gotta be around white folks You're waiting around white folks something wrong with you and uh maybe it was a political decision you know just to get it through Uh, you know um derek bell always thought that was unhealthy it's not it was it's
0: unhealthy to be isolated Forcibly like that, and it's unhealthy to be told that you must be around this group because by their presence, there's some you're going to be elevated. That's what so either that? way we were just being given bad info and set on a bad course, and that was intentional.
1: So series
0: so looking at it like yo, how how are we looking at race and how that
1: poor view of race infected everything else that we did? Well. Why was race? what well, the idea of race was never developed just for your benefit to begin with, right? No, that's, not, that's the race. Wasn't well, benefited. that's why it's so backwards
0: here. America is the only place that I can think of where race is simply divided into just straight up black white, and that's on purpose too. Because without that, then they couldn't enforce the crazy ass presidential system. Everywhere but, else, it's cultural. Here, it, it had to be divided, just like the stupid divide between Democrat-Republican. They can only maintain control if it's that weird uh, dichotomy. If you go in a third option or give people the ability to step out of that weird dichotomy, all of a sudden the magic trick doesn't
1: work. but It, it can go both ways because what might serve to separate you can also serve right. to unite you, which is why you had all of these institutions being built that with very few resources, a whole you, you did We didn't have much. I mean, mm-hmm. in 18, 1838... eighteen yeah, thirty eight, you're
0: coming out of slavery, so you don't have the resource.
1: I'm talking about in the middle of slavery. I'm talking about uh, uh, Ruggles in eighteen thirty eight, building a, in the middle of slavery, <laughs> <Yeah>. right? <laughs> not, not not right after. I'm talking about in the middle of it, being able to create institutions. You know, you're Richard Allen and AME Church at the same time. Yeah. So, it can be used as a unifying factor to get things going much quicker otherwise, right? When you understand you're oppressed, when we all understand we're regardless, and it does it, it serves as a unifying factor to get things done. That's why you have these institutions. Um, but uh, uh, Derek Bell argued uh, so critical race theory is a legal argument that racism is embedded in everything this country is built on um and and what was interesting is you'll hear a lot of folks denounce critical race theory but you'll you'll rarely hear them explain what they think it is
0: without critical race theory a lot of like the right wing sphere and even some of the main left wing sphere wouldn't have anything to even talk about because they can't talk about Biden. So this is their this is the new Russia Gate. It's a way to scare people into
1: division. And so that's what uh, we call a moral panic. And uh-huh. so-
0: <laughs> I haven't heard that one in a while. Whenever I hear that one, I still think of like the satanic panic.
1: <laughs> you, know, you remember that? Yeah. No, I don't remember no say Panic, panic. <laughs> that
0: oh, <laughs> That's when they were saying, like, in uh, music and everything. It was all like if you played it backwards and shit like that.
1: Okay, I remember that. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah,
0: yeah. There were like cults everywhere supposedly going to steal your children.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah, moral panic. Yeah, you're right. <laughs>
1: so, so the idea that uh, some folks. Don't want. Yeah. I mean, it, this is what they slow say. They don't want uh, children being taught that America is racist, straight up. <laughs> that's that's the argument. They don't want uh, to children being taught that America was built on slavery, straight yeah. up. That's the argument, <laughs> right? No, and, no uh, you Remember, they weren't
0: slaves. They were migrant workers. Remember, yeah. that was a term. Yeah. They migrated yeah. from Africa. That was economy class, you know, failing.
1: And, um, you know, Ed when we had arguments. uh, It was connected to, it it has been connected to the 1619 Project. Um, The 1619 Project, where some some detractors say that, uh, oh, america wasn't founded in 1619 so therefore <laughs> <laughs> i mean these are the arguments uh, that are being made uh shout out to, to nicole Howard jones Hannah jones um mm-hmm. yeah you know this is what the detractors said so it's an absolute denial and a kind of a romanticized version yeah, kind of yeah. like what uh, was done with the civil war those young people think jesus and
0: george washington wrote the constitution on a weekend And then handed it to mankind. Yeah, yeah. These aren't real. I mean, they're not serious actors. A lot of them. They're they're careerist clown shoes. You said clown juice? Yeah, careerist (laughs) clown shoes.
1: Oh, clown shoes! I I was about to say clown juice would sound like Clown juice. No, that that would be like
0: (laughs) totally yeah No, clown juice.
1: You had a clown juice? I
0: don't know what those are.
1: Clown juice, clown juice, clown juice. Yeah, but uh, uh you know, it, 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 it's it's interesting. Um, uh, it. it so the question, this is a question I'll have, I'll ask you. Um, how how with opponents like that? Right When when a person um, takes your argument and twists it like that, uh, how does coexisting with an opponent like that look?
0: Well, you're not attempting to coexist with that opponent. That idiot opponent will always be there no matter what. No law, no nothing would, would change that. They're a miserable SOB. And their whole goal in life is to drag other people down to that same level of misery. Now, whether they're rich, powerful or whatever, then they get to extend that reach. But that's it, that, that's the psychology. So trying to treat them as a fair dealer or an equal opponent, we lose, we waste our energy. So that's why you do need outlets like the, liber, you know, the Liberty Mirror. So you have a place where you can just present your argument in a logical fashion. And those who are real serious dealers, but your honest opponents. Like, you know, back in the day when they even had, like, televised debates and stuff. You could get to see these things happen. We don't have intelligent television like that anymore. You could have honest debates with people who were your actual opponent. That's how you have some of these fantastic interviews with Martin Luther King and, Martin and Malcolm X that are still preserved because they were on TV. Yeah. You know? But that's... No. Now we get to see... Chicks twerking and dudes crying and it's just fucking madhouse.
1: Uh, a, a young brother asked me, um, uh, how how can he get everyone on the same page? And, and I told him, you know, that that's the, probably isn't or shouldn't be the objective. Uh, so I told It'll him, it
0: took me a while to learn that too, though, because everyone <laughs> we're brought up believes that. Everyone being on the same page—that that level of agreement is necessary to move forward. So, unless you have that total commonality, you can't go forward. And then we end up wasting time because then that aids the opponent's argument. Because you do always have that spoiler that will stand up and go, "Actually," but what if? So you will spend eternity fighting this intentional idiot. You yeah, have to be able cool. to cut out the. You have to be able to set yourself aside from that in that unhonest dealer
1: so i've told them you know you, you don't have to honor every argument so i told them you should focus on the folks who are indifferent right so the yeah. folks who are passionate yeah. won't move out that's that's cool at least they're, they're talking the more dangerous folks are the folks who actually just have given up and don't care and want to go to sleep those are the folks who you need to get more involved because the folks who are against you, at least they have a position, right? Uh, you, uh, if you have a position, that means you're exchanging ideas. When you've completely given up and you want to go to sleep, now you're taking yourself out of the equation. And I think that's more dangerous than even opposing. You know what I mean? Just, as far as, you
0: as have, a function you of the have pathology. Pathology can be useful, or it can just sit there and fester and grow something worse an honest opponent I can at least respect and you can deal with an honest opponent you know where they're coming from it's someone who there are some of them like I said on the left who are careerists they never want the people who make a career out of dealing with something like homelessness don't actually want to solve homelessness because then they would actually have to have a, a new goal they couldn't make a few hundred thousand dollars a year supposedly taking care of people who make nothing that's how you make. That's how you can tell the difference between an organization that's actually trying to do something and working in your community, versus another one who's just out there fundraising. That's a big part of this problem that you're pointing at too in our society. Are we dealing with real honest activists, or are we dealing with
1: careers? So how does um, how does apathy? How does apathy ever a good thing? I think you just said that.
0: It can be if they're just <laughs> so tuned out, tuned out, and they're going to go with the victor, and that happens a lot in a lot of different societies. That's how you had an entire country like Germany go, "Ah, oh, Nazis, eh, fuck it, they're not bothering me," until so it was like, "Oh shit, they're up for what?" Oh well, too late.
1: I mean, so isn't that isn't that? That's why I said it's dangerous, right? Because you're not really participating. And if you They're not dangerous within
0: themselves They're dangerous because of they'll let anything go down And let's yeah, face it A large part of this country is apathetic That's why a lot, I think I agree with you It would be better like with the get out the vote We always focus on people who are Good registered voters That's great and all but there's like zero focus Paid on people who've said you know what Fuck this I'm not represented at all They need someone who's going to represent them If they're ever going to be engaged at all But the system as it exists now is happier with them being tuned out. Because then I can only preach to the choir and still keep the same dynamic that is going right now. Unless you break the status quo, you're just spinning your wheel. That's why they hate actual challenges within their usually closed election system.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Like you said, one of the key points in us always challenging an uh, an office every time it comes up.
1: Yeah, we believe in democracy. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's democracy stuff. So. That it
0: has to get flexed.
1: Yeah, absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. Actually, let's uh, take our first break. Uh, sit, t- sit tight, brothers and sisters, Africans and Africanettes. We'll be right back. Man. Yeezy Oh, that's my joint. <laughs> Actually, and if you haven't heard the album yet, the Donda album, I personally love it. I think it, it, it's long, but there's a lot like it has a, a lot of shining uh moments. A lot of shining moments on that album. So, um Say what you want about Ye. <laughs> how long ago? You can feel a way about Yay, but at least you feel something. Uh, so uh, shout out to that man And that album I, I, I uploaded it uh, I, I, I actually I actually found it Very enjoyable uh, Jesus Lord <laughs> Jesus Lord Day Electronica But anyhow um, <laughs> uh, Since we last spoke um, I gotta give a shout out To Shelly Ann And uh, Shelly Ann And uh, Sister Elaine uh, Jamaican sprinters um, So So Elaine uh, broke her record at the Olympics, uh, became the second fastest woman ever and the fastest woman alive. And then uh, I think it was a few uh, days later, Gillian actually ran her fastest race ever. So now she's the third. She thinks she ran a a 10.6, which makes her that's the third fastest time for any woman ever. So them sisters is doing their damn thing. I wanna give all respects to him. Uh out here in Queens, uh today, uh Sloan Stevenson uh beat Coco Golf, uh, two of the, the young black rising tennis stars uh in, in the world. Um golf is, is, is a young upstart. Uh Sloan Stevenson, I think, trying to capture I think this would be her second US Open. And of course you still have uh, Naomi <laughs> Naomi Osaka out there. I think she's looking for her third or fourth, I could be I could be wrong. I think a fourth. Yeah, she'd have she got a few grand slams. Grand slams, that is. Um But yeah, uh, uh Rob? Yeah, I'm here. Um But yeah, so shout to them sisters over there. Um where, where are we going next? Uh if you, if you want to call in uh, the dial-in number is, if you're 18 years and older, <laughs> is uh, 844-818-4433. That is 844-818-4433. Must be 18 years or older. Yeah, man. So, Rob, speaking of Naomi um, Osaka, so as you know, I've been telling folks, we've been trying to... Uh, we're dealing with uh, an environmental justice issue here in Southeast Queens uh, where waste transfer stations allow pollutants and particulate matter to flow freely through the community right across the street from a public park. And so, <laughs> um, you know, these are stunts. So Naomi Osaka actually used to play tennis at that dad park when it was first built. Like, so it's, a, it's a park. I mean, and I remember uh, in my childhood when they put the tennis courts on that park. And uh, obviously, you know I'm I'm a bit older than Naomi Osaka, so I remember when those tennis courts were there. So, and she grew up in Valley Stream, so she used to play tennis there as a child. So uh, she came there this week, you know, uh, because I think uh, it was through her partnership with uh, Body Armor that redid the park. Um, uh, Of course, uh, I think it was organized by Nick Miller. Uh, Again, this is the same Nick Miller. We've been fighting who's been fighting for that waste transfer station. Uh, I'm not sure what the air quality was like when they were out there. I should have passed by, but that's uh, not really my, my style. You know, I'm not going to invade the event. I'm not trying to play play it like that. Right? Right.
0: You, could, you could hold a freaking record signing or a sandwich opening, and they'll show up if they'll get some photo op. That's why I always advocate for doing stuff with them not in mind.
1: No, no, but no, no. So I think he's the one. Danique Mill actually invited or organized for Naomi Osaka to come out to Liberty Park. Yeah. So he was out there. And so, I mean, there were folks who wanted to go and uh, bring the issue to Naomi Osaka's attention. I'm not one who looks for a celebrity's opinion on stuff, right? (laughs) Uh, You know, her opinion uh, doesn't matter more to me than the folks who live there. Right. Than myself, the folks who have, who would impact <laughs> You know what <laughs> I mean Just because a celebrity they talk about it, don't mean it didn't exist and so,
0: um, The thing is, that- if she's coming out there To do that event Talk to her on a separate occasion And maybe then she Could influence him because he's such a star fucker He wants the attention And her speaking out about it And him not being a part of that Is what, the only thing that might motivate him Use his greedy, chicken-hearted nature against him.
1: No, no, if, he. Yeah, he's got to navigate the waste transfer stations. Is
0: that that yeah, chicken? Heart, that's an easy push. thing to do. Fighting the waste transfer station would actually stand for something. Going along with it is the chicken-hearted route.
1: No, 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 no! You must understand. He's not going along with it. He is an advocate fighter. Like he he's in the game on their side. He's not just yeah, a supporter wearing it? their jersey in the stands. He he had a free throw line. He tried to win their game four. <laughs> you know what I mean, that's his whole. Like I said, if you have to deal with them,
0: or if you have to deal with them, use a stick.
1: And then you know, of course, the, they were out all you know all, the the ones who were local still. So it was uh, Danique um uh meeks uh donovan and uh sister natasha um sister natasha who for all intents and purposes looks to be the incumbent uh hopefully she you know does the right thing uh doesn't fall in line with the folks but uh so they're still we're still optimistic at this point um but yeah but they were all together and so you know you know he's feeding her uh information and so um, uh, that's something we got to keep our eye on. But uh, we we do have a big announcement to make. Uh, when I make it in public, then I'll come on these airways and I'll let you know, guys. Know here, uh, our next steps. That that fight is is going to be something. <laughs> we're not we're not done yet. We've stopped uh, the 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 I think it's called the uh, twenty three forty nine. We stopped that not uh, as of now we don't think that's going to be revisited uh, but uh, the 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 particular matter still blows through the air freely and we are still trying to get them to cover their facility uh, with four walls um, we had a call recently and one of the things that we realized that they don't do so um, i've told folks how other waste transfer stations in other communities uh, how they function right with mist coming from the air They do all these kind of things inside the building to make sure not an ounce, one iota, goes out of the facility to impact the ducks and the sea life. (laughs) That kind of concern doesn't take it for human life over here in Southeast Queens. Um, And one of the things that I I distinctly remember is they have these kind of um, sensors for whenever a truck comes in, a garbage truck comes in. All the garbage for matter. Now, where where would radioactive matter come from? Anybody who's going through chemotherapy, if you're going through chemotherapy and you're receiving radiation, uh, whatever you throw in the garbage could be radioactive. And that's that's not garbage. That's radioactive garbage. That could actually have uh, real effects on water supplies. So that does have to be taken care of very seriously. Um, There are no such uh, mechanisms. Uh, for for uh, the way transit station over on on Liberty, uh, which is dangerous for those workers, which is dangerous for for the people who who at that point when that particular matter comes up blows away. all right um, it was a another a, a fast I mean I, not only do I do a podcast, I'm a fan of podcasts right <laughs> uh, free economics where they talk about how you know westerly winds and how um w- the the wind blows east and if you look at the east side of most cities that's your poorer blacker part of the town <laughs> that the the wind the the, the 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 contaminated wind will blow to right and so this is no different uh we're in southeast queens folks and so when the wind blows we right it does blow here so whatever kind of uh uh i'm not sure if you guys remember not sure, Rob. You remember a few weeks back, the forest fires in California created smog in New York. <laughs> right? I mean, this is—we live in a connected world here. The wind blows, especially about environmental health issues and safety issues. So um, you know, it's just something that we all need to be concerned about. And it, it always seems like Black communities um, get the, the worst of it, right?
0: Black communities, poor communities—it's where they literally dump the trash.
1: Yeah. Hey, hey, but okay, but I, you know, I would argue that this is actually—you know—we don't actually live in the poorest of communities. So I mean, even if you have money, so you know what I mean. Poor communities, yes, but even but just no. We're,
0: Honestly, as uh, we are. Poor. This is a working-class community. Yes. Not be poor. Working class is still just a nice way of saying struggling man. If you're not making, okay. like, okay. half a mill as a married couple in a modern America, you probably got issues.
1: Uh, on a on a on a on a national scale, you know. On a national
0: scale, probably not. But in New York City.
1: The yeah, and, yeah. and that yeah. number sounds crazy to someone
0: like in another state, and that's part of the problem too. That's why it's hard to get people together to actually fight these things.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Someone in another state who heard this conversation they'd be like half a million. You know what? I mean? yeah. <laughs> you know? But here, you know,
1: <laughs> You're kind of broke, son. <laughs> kind of broke.
0: You know, try having
1: kids. <laughs> 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 You must eat noodles. You eat ooze and noodles every night. Every and love it. <laughs> you happy to have it? Yeah. So um, yeah. So yeah, and and I, and I point out to folks we paid more taxes than other communities because of the the the, the FDF, uh, tax codes that are uh, implemented that were tried put in place to stop white flight where they yeah. gave white communities tax breaks and they didn't do it for us so the we same pay
0: more abatements tax tax tax. that buildings get we in the vote American more war. This we is vote,
1: the vote at a higher clip yeah black communities vote at a higher clip than non-black communities and we now pay you more pay more for land. Huh? we pay more in property taxes for less land pay more property taxes you vote more so it's not like you're, you know people that say if you vote more and we we, can, we, know, we know that based on the judicial delegate count and how many assembly districts and how many delegates each get. And all of the assembly districts in the black community have significantly more delegates relative to those in non-white communities, non-black communities. So you vote more, you pay more taxes, and you still get in this treaty. <laughs> right? You vote more.
0: You, you votes don't count as much. Our votes don't count as much because they are assured votes, too. If there's no danger in that voting our voting bloc going someplace else, then we're just really perpetuating the same bad cycle. But if there was a danger of us going somewhere else or getting support from some other political power group, then they would have to cater to our needs. That is true. That's how the Asians get around it. Because yeah. there's always this subtle threat that they might be a Republican. Yeah, same it is. Group, same there scenario plays out that's why these other groups get something because they are—they will drop you in at a drop of a hat that's yeah, why they get into the uh, Latino groups now because they know as soon as they get a little money they become Republican they move to taxes, that's right. all about your ass
1: there you, there you have it folks there you have it there you have it the man ain't never lie
0: all right. Joe Biden told black activists to our face y'all better basically learn Spanish because that's the next big voting group. In his moment of senility, he let it slip.
1: Ooh, but they might switch. The loyalty is still going to be the that's black. That's
0: why they're the next mm-hmm. big voting group. Because they might switch. Not just you know, the number. If, if we because switch, now it's I got to cater to you.
1: But if we switch, it's also over.
0: But there's no danger of us switching. Look at how strong the messaging is. There's, Even the there, there's like
1: Obama the can walk up
0: and smack somebody's grandmother. And they'd still be like, but he's, bubba, i Obama." go bubba.
1: It's always a danger But um
0: Michelle Obama Literally fed George Bush candy I don't want to hear it They are so full of shit And people still support them I'm I can't have this conversation Uh No Fuck it.
1: <laughs> but uh Give them Give the folks A close with statements Before we get out of here That's about our time
0: I think I just did Michelle Obama <laughs> gave him George Bush candy Fuck this
1: Alright If you're uh, okay with that Then fuck you too So I'm gonna leave with a a quote by the great Derek Bell. Courage is a decision you make to act in a way that works through your own sphere for the greater good as opposed to pure self-interest. Courage means putting at risk your immediate self-interest for what you believe is right. Derek Bell, brothers and sisters, Uh, and shout out to Sister Cindy Ashby, Shout out to the whole On the Wake Up Radio family. Chat, tune in throughout the week. You know, we got great programming. Independent. Uh, shout out to all my Africans, my Africanettes, and those of you who are African adjacent. We will see you next week for the blackest hour of your life. Peace. On the Wake Up Radio, The Appeal, a.k.a. Walker's Appeal. Look it up individual thanks for keeping the lights on dng cindy ashley production, 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 production on the wake up
0: so here it is y'all are you tired of being censored shadow banned Shit, are you just tired of creating content and making these platforms famous well i'm asking you to support otw2 it's the black youtube why you may say because our content is important and necessary And because anytime we tell the truth, they shut us down on their platform. So we are behind enemy lines, so we cannot complain. We just gotta move accordingly smarter. So since we know many of our people won't just jump ship and go to a black site, what I'm telling you to do is don't post everything that is great on their platform. Give them purge people a 10-second snippet, a 15-second snippet, and make them come to OTW YouTube and come check you out. Support black things or stop complaining only unity black unity and black economics can change our situation wake up y'all otw tube is where it's at